With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome, everyone. This is View from the Rafters. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome in one of the pillars of this organization. Everybody forgets that part. Okay. Oh, good one. Don't go there. Not yet. What will we talk about in our podcast? You haven't told him? Like he had just come off the battlefield. I know what a dream it is to work with him. Half our listeners probably don't even know what that is. Always going to bleed green, baby. Welcome to View from the Rafters. Behind the scenes with the Boston Celtics, presented by Cardless. Here's your host, Mark D'Amico. Ladies and gentlemen, it is officially tourney time. We are a week into the college tournament, and as is every year, we've had upsets, we've had Cinderella's, we've got some of the top powerhouses in the nation moving on. And since it's that time of the year again, we wanted to dive in with some of the Celtics players on what it's like to be a part of the NCAA tournament and some of their top memories from their runs. And listen, not all of those memories are good ones, by the way. We wanted to not only talk about the highs of making a run to the Final Four, but also about the lows of maybe being on the wrong end of some of these memorable upsets. So let's jump right into the conversation. First up, we've got Peyton Pritchard on to talk about his run to the Final Four as a freshman back in 2017 at Oregon. Enjoy the conversation. All right, Peyton, it's tournament time. Uh, everyone's favorite time of the year, March Madness and whatnot. How closely have you followed the tournament in the two years since you graduated and came into the NBA? I probably followed it more last year since Oregon was in it. But, yeah. um, you know, when it's on, everybody watches it. I mean, it's a good time of the year. Uh, so, you know, I like to get into action. So I got to ask you about your senior year because mm-hmm. you played in two tournaments, but your senior year obviously got canceled. How tough was that for you? And you guys were primed to yeah. make a run, top 15 team in the country. Yeah, no, I think we probably had a good chance of winning it yeah. that year. We were, you know, we were loaded and we were clicking at the right time. Um, you know, but everybody got disappointed that year. So for me, it was like I was transitioning into getting ready for the league at that time. So I kind of took my focus from that to getting ready. So, yeah. but I mean, looking back at it, it was disappointing because probably could have made some happen. So 
Let's rewind and focus on freshman year. Freshman mm-hmm. year, this guy makes a run to the Final Four, and not mm-hmm. only were you playing as a freshman, you were playing huge minutes as a freshman, yeah. playing a key role. What do you remember about that run to the Final Four during your freshman year at Oregon? Oh, man, it was spectacular. I mean, we had so many good players. We had, like, five of us end up going pro. I mean, four at the same time, but then mm-hmm. me later. But um, it just, you know, it was special. Um, we ended up losing North Carolina in the Final Four, though, off of, like, not We're rebounding get into it. <laughs> yeah, not rebounding off a of free throw, but um, yeah, no, it was special. I mean, just those moments uh, that you you do with the, your teammates and uh, just the the feeling of it is crazy. All right, so we're, we're going to get into what you just talked about there at the end of this conversation. But let's go through kind of your run to the Final Four. Uh, first game, Iona. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's who you guys played as, I think, you were yep. a three seed that year. And you scored 18 points in your first NCAA tournament game. What do you remember about that game and kind of your first experience of the, the yeah. tourney? Uh, I remember us beating them pretty good and everybody <laughs> feeling good. So I think that was – that's all you can really say about that one. We just – we handled our business and then we – Played uh, uh, Rhode Island, yep. which ended up giving us fits, and we almost lost actually. So, you know, I had think to score it, six straight at yeah, the end of the game exactly. to win, right? Yeah. I think every team needs to go through like one tough game. Yeah. Uh, every March Madness where that like, you kind of get lucky. Like we got lucky a little bit. So, that's what, how it goes. That's what I was going to ask you about. Like that Rhode Island game, and just to get into a little bit more, I think Tyler Dorsey made two three pointers in the final like minute mm-hmm. or something like that for you guys to win it by three. Yeah. And that was one of three of your five games I think came down to like one possession games mm-hmm. that one you guys pulled out after that game is that like when the momentum starts to build within the locker room and you feel yeah. something brewing yeah um I think we were almost just like happy you know we moved on <laughs> yeah we were like that would have been like an upset so we knew we should have took care of them but you know it was a lot closer than we, we wanted yeah and then I think another one point Michigan, game against Michigan yeah that was real tight uh they took us right down to the wire and then Kansas we handled pretty good yeah I think you beat him by like 15 or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, right? we did. Yeah. That was crazy because it was like filled with just Kansas fans. And we, you know, we it's went feel in there. Good. Yeah, we went in there and took care of them. So you get to the Final Four. Um, I talked to Denzel Valentine about what the Final Four experience is. What is, we're going to hear about that later in the episode. But your, what you remember and like what that experience is like to actually be a part of that. Because yeah. it's like a mm-hmm. big time thing sure. as opposed to like just that first, second round, mm-hmm. et cetera. Well, I think there's nothing like it in sports. I mean, you're playing in a football stadium. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like there's no other basketball venue like the Final Four. So uh, to play in the middle of a football stadium with that many fans, it's, it's definitely a special, special moment. And for, you know, people to live it is crazy. How long did it take you to adjust to playing in, I mean, like how many practices uh, and whatnot? Because the there, perception, like, right, is, yeah, like, is what changes. We only practiced it like once, maybe twice. That's one time in yeah, the in maybe the one or two times, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But honestly, I hit my first two shots on the game. So, <laughs> so you didn't even care? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was good to go <laughs> after that. So let's talk about that Final Four game against UNC. Um, what do you remember from the first half and like that the first 30 minutes or so of the game? They were beating us pretty good. I think we came back uh, for what I remember. And then um, it was a back and forth game. Uh, I remember them being extremely big and rebounding mm-hmm. all, all over us. And they so, were a one seed, just so yeah. everyone knows. You guys were three, they were one. Yeah. So uh, it went down to the wire and then we ended up, they were shooting free throws. And I think they missed two one-on-ones in a row. That's crazy. And they got the rebound on both of them. So then... You know, obviously, if we would have got the rebound, who knows? You know, it's March, yeah. so something special could have happened. And so I, I went back and watched that back as I was preparing to have this conversation yeah. with you. It, like, 
hurts me inside to watch it because you guys were down by one. Yeah. You you foul and send. I think it was Meeks went to the free throw line yep. for his first two, first two free throws with like five point four seconds left. Mm-hmm. So even if he makes them both, you guys are going to have a chance right. to potentially take one of those March Madness threes, tie yeah, it up, exactly. send it to overtime. He misses the first front rim, uh-huh. misses the second front rim, and you're actually right there. I am, yeah. When he comes in, yeah, yeah. One, one of the UNC guys comes in and kind of does a tap yeah. out rebound. Yeah. What's going through your head and like how's that feeling in that moment when they tap that out and I mean, you know was, you had a chance? It was tough. I mean, uh, I think it was me and Jordan on the block together. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he made a good play in the end of the day. It's like, you know, maybe we could have done it differently, but, you know, he made a play, helped his team win, and it was the end of that. And, but but you guys still had another shot, yeah, right? Like you follow it, them it again did. with four seconds left yeah. in exact same situation. Yeah, we did. Send them to the line. Yeah. They missed both. And yeah. they got the rebound again. Yeah. Like it, that had to sting so bad. Oh, no, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It wasn't good, but. And what was what was like the locker room like after that? I mean. Just to like take us in that inside that experience. You're making yeah. this incredible run to the final yeah. four and then. It's all well, I don't like know if that. you could really say much after that. I mean, you know, obviously guys are upset. Everybody's yeah. hard on themselves. So as a coach and, you know, being a teammate and stuff, it's like you kind of have to move on quickly and just acknowledge the run we went on and just like it was a great season. You know, not many mm-hmm. people can make it to the Final Four, um, even though we probably should have moved on and been in the championship or something like that. But for us, it was just unbelievable memories that we'll, we'll remember forever. What's your top memory of like that, that whole season? That year? Uh, honestly, we played UCLA, and I think they were number one at the time, mm-hmm. or something like that. And uh, we Dylan Brooks hit a game winner. Um, like it was cold, uh, <laughs> and then you know we stormed the court, which was just, it was crazy. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, UNC, as I said, the one seed, they they beat you by one point. Yeah. Then they go into the championship game and they wind up winning. Yeah. Does that? I'm just curious from from our outsiders' yeah. perspective. Does that make you feel better, or does that make you feel worse? That the team you lost to uh, by a hair went on. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I guess both times I've been in the tournament, I've lost to the championship team. So mm-hmm. I think that's a better yeah, feeling. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, my junior, Sweet 16, we lost to Virginia. Yeah. So they ended up winning. But we took both of the championship teams to, to the wire and had a chance to beat them. So that's all you can ask. For young kids who are listening to this who want to go and play college basketball, like, what would you tell them about? Just like how awesome the experience is to like to get mm-hmm. into the tournament, even if it's one of yeah. those low seeds, like a sixteen, just oh, to get no, to play I think, a game. I think uh, it doesn't matter what seed you are. Um, everybody got a chance to win. I mean, we've seen sixteen yeah. beat one now, so I think for anybody, just get a chance to to go there and and compete for a championship is unreal. It's nothing. Nothing is like it. Everybody's gonna be watching. So, you know, it's your one shining moment. What do you think about the St. Peter's team? Into the oh, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for it. Yeah, I always root for an underdog. So, but that's one of the tough things about when when college players are playing. Like if you're a one, two, three seed, you're fighting against the entire crowd rooting for that underdog. If it's a close game yeah, yeah. down the line, what do you remember in terms of like what the crowd was like as that was going on? Uh, well, there was a lot of Oregon fans. So okay, yeah. So <laughs> I, there wasn't many Rhode Island fans. So I, I think I got a di- different view, but. Um, I mean, obviously, people are rooting for underdogs, yeah. and at that time, we were we weren't worried about none of that. But well, hey, that's part of March Madness, right? Everyone loves to see those low seeds move on. Um, wish you could have won a title, but making it to a Final Four, you're always going to have those memories. So, congrats on thank that. You, thank you. Uh, we're going to hear from Denzel Valentine coming up next about his run to the Final Four and 
unfortunately, he lost to a 15 seed in the first yeah. round, too. So we're going to hear from him on that. Yeah. All right. Appreciate the time, Peyton. Thank you. Today's episode is presented by the Boston Celtics credit card, powered by Cardless. You'll be eligible to earn a special sign-up bonus when you apply and are approved at cardless.com slash Celtics. Then redeem your points for cash back, game tickets, merch, and much more. Card issued by First Electronic Bank, member FDIC. Offers subject to credit approval. Visit cardless.com forward slash Celtics for more information. That's cardless.com forward slash Celtics. All right, we got Denzel Valentine on loan to us from the main Celtics. We appreciate you coming on, man. How, how, how are things hanging right now? Man, things are good, man. Uh, I think I plan on playing tonight, so I'm excited to get back. All right, so everyone knows it's that time of the year, all of our favorite time of the year. We all grow up watching March Madness, the NCAA tournament. Crazy stuff happens at this time of the year. You went through it four times as a college player at Michigan State. What is the experience like? I mean, as you watch it, Every year growing up as a basketball guy, you know it. And then finally, like, you're a part of it. What, it, what is it actually like to be in it? It's a great feeling, um, you know, going in the arena, you know, with all those fans getting ready, you know, you know, eight schools or whatever, how many schools it is in there. You see all their fans, the, the energy in the building is electric. Uh, just everything about it, man. Um, you know, pulling up to the city, the flight there, um, you know, the gifts that you get when you get to the hotel. Um, it's just a lot of things um, to experience when you make it to the SCA tournament. I was glad um, I was able to for my four years. Yeah, all four years, man. But mm. you're, you're talking, you just mentioned the uh, the gifts at the hotel and like yeah. flying into the city, all that stuff. That's the stuff that us normal people don't know because we weren't able to like play on the teams. What actually is it like? being a part of it and like what does the NCAA do you do for you guys obviously we got like the bowl season for the football teams and then like this is your bowl season going into the tournament what happens what does what does the NCAA do for you guys um and what's the experience like when you actually like get to the cities yeah you know uh just you know take a charter flight in and then um you know take a bus to the hotel and then we get to hotel you know just well before you get to the hotel just riding into the city you know you usually see like you know, fans from, you know, wherever they're, whatever school they're from and, you know, they're, they're repping their colors and everything like that. So your energy starts to pick up and, you know, once you get in the hotel, you know, you check in and go to your rooms and, you know, I think you get like a little gift bag or something like that. And, um, anything good. Like, welcome to, uh, it's different so like stuff. Like t-shirts and swag and stuff. Like t-shirts, water bottles and stuff like that. I mean, it was more. It, it it was more so like the thought that counts. You know what I'm just saying? Yeah. Like, you you weren't expecting you know, thousand dollar cash when you get in there, but you know, <laughs> fifty thousand dollar watches. Yeah, you know, yeah, none of that. You know, it was just the whole. That's what they should be doing. Man, I wish. Man. <laughs> no, hey, now they got the nil, so like it, they could do whatever yeah, they want now. Right, right. They all got endorsements and stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it, all that stuff is cool, man. Just the little things that, you know, make it to the NCAA tournament, all those little things that you get is, is pretty cool. So, obviously, you went through it four times. We already talked about that. But the first time you do it, are there butterflies? Like, what are the nerves like? The first time you actually take the court to play in that first game. I think your first one was against Valpo. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's right. 2013? Yeah, you reminded me. Yep. Um <laughs> I do my, my research, Denzel. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it was cool. The first one, my first one was, you know, in Detroit. So that was pretty cool. We got to play at home and um, we had tons of fans there. My family was there. Um, yeah, we played Valpo. Um, they were pretty. They were pretty decent, and we played. Went on to play Memphis in the second second round. But that was. It was a pretty electric weekend with the fans and you know practicing the day before, um, the first game. That's pretty cool. And, you know your fans get to come see you for like an hour. And you just pretty much, just run through your offense, dunk, and you know, um, just 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 embrace the atmosphere for like an hour. And it's pretty cool. So overall, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And you know, I love this time of year. What's the difference? Like you just talked about it being in Detroit that first year. It's right down the road from you guys. All of the Michigan State fans are right there. They can all come in. But you also did this in other areas of the country when you were in different regions during your four years. What is the difference in like the atmosphere for you guys in particular? Like when you're basically a home team versus basically an away team being in another region. Yeah, um, it's definitely different. I remember my sophomore year, we was in Washington, Spokane, and you know, you know, it's a blessing that Michigan State has had a lot of success in the program, so mm -hmm. we we travel pretty well. Um, but you know, being a higher seed, you know, we were always a higher seed besides my junior year, so the whole arena is against you. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so that's how, how is that being the enemy? Oh man! For everyone, <laughs> didn't work my senior year, you know. <laughs> yeah, when we got upset in the first round, it was like, dang, like y'all. <laughs> everyone was cheering. Yeah, I'm like, damn, okay, but yeah, no, nah, but uh, that makes it fun though. You know, it's 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 cool. It's it's uh just it just uh varies, you know, from arena to arena, region to region. So um, and just depending on what seed you get. So um, so all all of it is good though. All of it is good. I mean, you just mentioned it, so we're just let's dive right in to the senior year experience. I know it's not like your favorite memory to go back on, but part of the point of this podcast is to to hear from you guys about like the highs and the lows. And obviously, that was a that was a low for you guys. Your senior year, 2016. I think you're number number two seed, taking on number fifteen. Yeah, we got robbed. We got robbed too. I just watched the highlight. We was number two in the nation. Yep, and we won the Big Ten tournament. And, how did, and you don't get a number one seed. How? That doesn't I don't make know. Sense. I don't know how that happens. We were 27 and five. We had a 27 and five. I'm sorry, 29 and five by the time we won the Big Ten tournament. And we don't get a one seed. Yeah, that that doesn't add up. Nope. Who, who do you think we should why. have been a one seed over? Do you remember? Um. Well, I, I think Kansas was a one seed. Uh, Villanova, I think. And I think Oregon was the last one. Yeah, it was the West, the West Coast. So obviously, you know, they want that market. Yeah. And then, um, with us, our Sweet Sixteen was supposed to be in Chicago, and that's basically in our backyard. Yep. So, I mean, I'm making excuses because if it worked out, we would if we went to the Sweet Sixteen, we would have had a packed house. Yeah, in our favor. But, um, yeah, man, it's just it just saw it. the NCAA tournament is just funky, man. You can't. Uh, just going in and think you're going to win or because um, anything can happen. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we see it every year. It's yeah. not just like, you know, every five or six. Like, it happens every year. There are upsets. We've already seen plenty of them during this tournament. Every year. Every year. You know, you just got to come prepared and, and play. And then sometimes, like, my senior year when we lost, it, you know, that would just happen to be a bad game from us. And they had a good game plan. We yeah. got to tip your cap, you know, and they, they played well. And, 
we had one of our worst games. You know, it sucks that it was in NCAA tournament time, but like you, like I said, you got to tip your cap. So let's dive into the game a little bit. What do you remember? I'll set it up again. You guys were the two seed, Middle Tennessee, 15 seed. Not many people hear about this program at all. Everyone knows about your program. What do you remember going into that game? I, I think I read that before the game, like in the days leading up, you had said something about like, these are the games to be nervous about, like that first game, because there's nerves from everybody. Um, what do you remember going into it? So, yeah, the first game is always nerve wracking, you know. Um, but I just remember going into the arena. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Prior, after the selection show, during that whole week, everybody from Michigan State on on campus was saying, hey, man, we'll see you in Chicago. And I'm like, <laughs> like hold on, wait a minute. You're like, come on, man, don't, don't do that. I'm like, I'm like, come on, we playing St. Louis first. Like, this ain't guaranteed. <laughs> so we, we show up to St. Louis, and I kid you not, that was probably – that was probably the worst time that our that our fans didn't come to the game. Like, it was probably only just a little section of Michigan State fans. And usually, like, any tournament, no matter where it is in the country, yeah. we we have fans there. Like, Because they a, thought a, it was a shoe-in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, so I'm like, all right, that gave me a funny feeling. And I'm like, okay. So we have a little section of fans. The whole And we start off the game. They, they put on this 1-3-1 zone that I've, we haven't seen it all year mm-hmm. and you know we were turning over it was it was and then they were they were hot did you see it on film going into that game the yeah, 131 it was it was yeah but like the the film don't do it justice yeah <laughs> the way they were moving <laughs> I mean, when you're seeing a defense that you literally haven't seen all year i mean that, that's why syracuse does well in the tournament oftentimes when they get in they didn't get in this year but people just don't see that type of zone very often yeah, yeah, and um, they threw that zone on us, and the whole gym was against us. They were hot, and you know they started off hot, and then we got going a little bit late, but it was it was too late in the game, and and then next thing you know, you know they that was the game of their life. You know that when they yeah. won it, they were celebrating, crying, sharing, you know, getting the towels. You know, I'm like, <laughs> hey, like it was a championship game for them. So, like I said, you know they they played better than us. You got to be cap. They they probably have a reunion every year just to celebrate that one win. Uh, but it, it was get, a one point. Go ahead. And then they get blown out by Syracuse by thirty. <laughs> the next hey, I'm telling you the zone, the zone. I'm from Syri- the Syracuse area. That's why I'm mentioning them. But oh, that, zone, okay. that zone throws teams off, man. When you haven't seen it in a while. That's but a fact. your game, it was a one point game with I think three thirty four left on the clock. What do you remember happened during those final minutes? Like as the two seed. Facing the 15 seed, and you're in a one point game with three and a half. I I gotta guess things like tighten up. You get a little anxiety going down the stretch for that type of situation. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it you know we just didn't have a have a good game that game. I don't know exactly what happened, you know, um, but um, they they had more momentum than us. They were playing better than us. So, like I said, I don't know what happened, but um, you know they played better than us. So it is what it is. But I did make a final four, though. Shoot. Yes, sir. We're going to talk about that, too. Okay. Um, I was going to say, let's not talk about just... No, no. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, uh, right. one, one more thing about these low seeds. And when I say low seed, I mean like the 13, 14, 15, 16. We've seen a 16 seed upset a one now. 
right? And we've seen the 15, 14, 13, we see it every year. But to me, it just looks like these teams come in and they're like, we got nothing to lose. Like they got no pressure. So if they're in a close game with five minutes left, it's like they don't feel any of that pressure, right? But like that one, two or three seed, they're really feeling it. Could you, Did you kind of get that vibe going through that situation, playing against that team that they were just like, we're just happy to be here. And if we happen to win, awesome. If we don't, you know, that's it's not a big deal because we weren't expected to. Yeah, they were playing so loose and so free and, you know, carefree. And, you know, we were kind of tight and, you know, a little anxious and nervous. And next thing you know, it was a total different game, you know. Um, but, yeah, like you said, those teams, they come in and they don't feel that pressure. And then, you know, everybody cheers for the underdog in the whole arena. Yep. You know, so, you know, you may have your fans there, but that's only 25% of the gym. Then 75% of the gym is, is cheering for the underdog. So it's like an away game for real. So, Which you know, is crazy. You, yeah. You know, if, if, if the things ain't on your side, you know, it could go the wrong way. So last one on this game. But after after an upset like that happens, like, what does it feel like? I mean, take me into that moment, especially as a senior. Like, you guys were just coming off of Final Four. What did that feel like when that final horn sounded for that game? I was in shock. Mm-hmm. I was. I don't even think – I might not even cry till like, later that night or maybe a day later or something like that. But I literally was in shock. Like, I was like – I was like, damn, my career is over. Like, damn, we just lost. We just got upset about 15 seed in the first round. And I had – I swear – I could have I could have sworn a stack of Bibles that I was going to win a, win a national championship that year. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, it was just it's just a weird feeling. You're like, damn, like we just lost, and then everybody had us projected to to win it, and you know, in our minds, we were, our our goal the whole year was natty, natty, natty. We mm-hmm. talked about it from day one. No, as soon as we lost the final four, that's what we preached about yeah. all the for that moment. So to realize the reality that that's not going to happen and that, that my career was over. It was just like, it was really disappointing and, uh, and a little frustrating because you couldn't do nothing about it. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you can't change the past. Right. But for you, I mean, you were going into, I mean, next step is prepping for the draft. How long did it take for you to like, let that settle in process it and then turn the page and start getting ready for the draft? Um, Probably like a week. Mm-hmm. Like um, that next week, uh, the the Sweet Sixteen, the Lead Eight, I think was that next week. And just watch, just watching those games, it was like made my stomach hurt. You know what I'm saying? It was just hard. And then that following weekend was the Final Four and everything. I went down there um, for a three point competition and uh, was down there for the Final Four and everything. So it kind of took my mind off everything. But man. It, it took a good week or so. All right. So now let's go back to the good. The prior year, final four appearance. Um, it's really interesting in your four years there, the first three, you guys got better and better in the tournament each year. I think your freshman year, Sweet 16, sophomore year, Elite Eight, junior year, you get to the final four. Uh-huh. What's it like making that run? I mean, like the momentum that builds within the team as you win each game, what's that like? It was crazy. Um Man, especially my junior year when we made it to the Final Four because we were a seven seed, 
you know, we had a good year. It wasn't it wasn't average and it wasn't great. It was just good. Mm-hmm. We made it to the to the Big Ten championship game, almost beat Wisconsin in Chicago, and they were, you know, the best team pretty much in the country all year besides Kentucky. You know, it was a two them two, and we almost beat them. So um that gave us confidence moving forward. So going into the tournament, we were like, man, we can beat anybody if we almost just beat the the one of the best teams in the country. So you know, we just took that momentum and gave, it gave us confidence. And next thing you know, we're in the Final Four, you know, playing Duke. And they were just a better team than us, you know. Um, but, no, nah, that was a that was a fun time, man. And and then we uh, beat Louisville and, and Syracuse and the Elite Eight and everything. It was definitely a fun time. I've been to one Final Four in Indianapolis. Um, was yours in Indy? Yep. That might have been the one that I went to, actually. Yep, it was. Uh, I went with my whole family. It's such a wild experience. Like Crazy. you're playing in a football stadium, and Crazy. it's like a hundred thousand people. Like we were sitting way up. You could barely even see you guys down on the court. Uh, what is that environment like? I mean, I've, we just talked about what it's like getting into the first game and like getting to the hotel. You get a little gift bag, whatever. Final Four is a whole different story, right? Like that's got to be just a wild ride getting into town for that game. Man, crazy. Um, going to the Final Four, you leave like Final Four is what I think Saturday. Yeah, so we left on like a, a Tuesday or Wednesday, and it was like it was like a week long thing. Like I thought it was going to be the same as the NCAA tournament. You show up the day before, have the open practice, and then you know play. But little different. Like, yeah, it was like you know, banquet. Then you had the. <laughs> Then you had uh, with all four teams there, they they introduce you, you know, give you, give you plaques or little certifications thingies. Then the next day it was like it was like a big thing with all the teams and the fans and families. And and then, uh, you know, in the hotel, we had like this room with like video games, ping pong table, barber. Um, it was just now a, we're talking. This is way better than the first round. Yeah. Yeah. This is a solid yeah. setup. It's basically it's yeah, just like next level with with the, how they take care of you, and then the police escort to the game. You know, you skipping through traffic. Um, oh, the media day before uh, was like Everyone's two hours. Yeah, you know when they introduce everybody, and you know you get to go through media, and um, you know you meet you you know you meeting Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and Shaq and all those guys and. And uh, then you walk into the arena, and I mean, to the stadium, and then it's, you know, you see everything. Big correction there, too, because it yeah. is different. Like, when you walk in there, the court looks tiny. It's so small in the middle of a football stadium. And it takes a minute to get used to it, too, because the depth perception and everything like that. Yeah. So Because the seats are not like, I mean, for anyone, if you can picture it in your minds, like in a in a basketball arena, the seats are like right behind the basket. In a football stadium, it's like flat seating right behind the basket. So it's just – it's a total different – I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah. All you see is like space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely different. Um, It was a hell of an experience, man. And uh, I had a lot of fun. Before I let you out of here, I want to talk to you about two coaches. One, okay. your coach at Michigan State, the legendary Tom Izzo. Um, whenever I'm going through my brackets, I always lean into Tom Izzo because it, it's like yeah. he's always got his teams prepared. Your, your guys had one one tough year, your senior year, but like it just feels like the team is always ready. What's it like being 
around Tom Izzo and being on a team around Tom Izzo that's prepping for the NCAA tournament and a Final Four? Um, intense. Um, <laughs> yeah, that man, he prepares, prepares, prepares. Like, you know, we going through every every team. I mean, every play the other team runs. Um, you know, in practice, every shot matters. And uh, just the way we watch film, um, just the way he, you know, conducts himself and just everything about him is just, it's just to another level when the tournament starts. And you can tell, you know why he's great for a reason, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because he just zones in, homes in, and and he expects expects greatness out of each, each and every one of his players. And that's what you need to succeed because at that level, when you're on the big stage, it's pressure on every shot. It's pressure on every possession. Like every possession matters. Every shot matters. So it's like, he puts that pressure on you in practice, you know, so you can handle it in the game. And that's why he's had so much success in the past. How does he put that pressure on you in practice? Is it just like saying, like, do it again? Or, or like, like, what is it? How does he do that? Yeah, he just demands, like, yeah, if, if, if it's not working or, or, you know, if you're, you know, having an off day or, or whatever, whatever it may be, he, he's just holding you accountable, whatever way that may be, you know taking you to the side, yelling at you, whatever whatever it takes. You know, he knows each one of his players and how to push them. So, um, you know, you know, some people can handle it and some people can. And and um, the people that can usually, you know, go on to do good things. So um, I think he's a I think he's a great coach for a reason. There's been a lot of great. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, 14 sweet 16s in eight trips to the final four. It's like wild how great that guy is at getting teams to advance and play well in the tournament. The other coach that I want to talk to you about um, just so happens to be your brother, Drew Valentine, oh, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. He's the head coach at Loyola Chicago. And obviously things didn't go the way that he and you and everyone supporting that program mm -hmm. wanted um, in the tournament this year. But I think, I think I read that he's, the, he was the youngest coach in the tournament um, I'm sure a ton of success coming his way here in the in the short order. But what what was it like to see your brother um, coaching in the tournament, and what's next for him uh, in terms of what that program is going to accomplish in the future? Um, he definitely uh, he definitely got a good start. You know, you know, coaching under coaches, though, um, being there when I was there, and then uh, learning under Porter Mo Porter Mosier. Um, those are two great coaches. Um, to learn from and then he's kind of twisted into his own unique way um uh he works hard it's just funny watching him coach because he's such a natural um <laughs> he's such a natural at it's crazy and then my dad you know my dad coached us in high school and yeah it's crazy because he used to always like talk about my dad and how he coaches and everything and he is the same or might be a little bit worse so worse worse man, in what way like <laughs> Just all over the place, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but he knows what he's doing, man. He, he gets the best out of his guys. Um, they all love playing for him. Um, he's a very positive coach. Very like he's very knowledgeable. My dad, you know, was a coach. Um, learned a lot from him. Coach Izzo, Porter Mosier. Um, he's learned a lot from great people. He's a he's a student of the game. He played, so he has a lot of he has a good basketball background and. Um, he's, he's been a leader since day one, you know, since I was, since I was born, you know, I've been looking up to him and, and watch him lead. 
you know. So he's a natural born leader. He has charisma and, you know, he definitely works hard. And he's very passionate. So he's going to have a great coaching career and, and do whatever he needs to do. Great things coming, I'm sure. Uh, one last question for you before I get you out of here. One shining moment. Everyone loves it. <clears throat> As a player who's gone through it, when when the video is about to come out after the championship game, are you like waiting and watching to see if you get into the one shining moment video? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely. If I get, if you, I, just yeah. like you're just like sitting at the broadcast, like watch. I I just picture a lot of the players being like, "Oh, is my moment going to be in there?" Yeah, no, definitely just watching, and uh, it's just man, I just love March, man. Who if 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 you if you love basketball and this is just the best time, the teams. The teams are from the from college basketball just competing just to try to for one common goal and and it's like may the best man win so it's the best time of the year and I love it so I'm glued into my TV and and uh, I'll be I'll be tuned in to see who wins this year. All right, well it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. We appreciate you coming on, uh, giving us the insight of like being a member of the tournament uh, from start to finish, being able to get to the final four, and then obviously. Unfortunately, you had that one one perspective of, of being knocked out early, but it's great perspective to be able to talk about. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. All right, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to View from the Raptors, behind the scenes with the Boston Celtics, presented by Cardless. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.